and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the ramp check podcast and uh i'm gonna call this a special edition of the ramp check podcast because we have a very special guest standing by today but in the meantime i'm tony rumfalo i'm aaron rumfalo hey it's ryan rumfalo and uh as we mentioned and i'm not gonna waste time here because uh we know your time is very valuable but uh we want to introduce a very cool individual as our guest today. Uh, He's a film and TV producer. He's got uh, some productions going on right now. We'll talk about those here in a moment. Radio and TV talk show host. He has uh, consulted and filled in some for some of the largest names that you may know in uh, in talk radio and the first civilian to fly and film aboard a B-2 Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to announce, or welcome, I guess, yeah, anyway. Jeff Bolton. Jeff, how are you today? I'm great, fellas. It's great to be with you. Uh, you know, we got to talk a little bit before. I'm a, uh, <clears throat> forgive me, I got a little bit of a frog in my throat. I'm a Ramp Check fan. Uh, I keep the tab open so that I can uh, get my geek on, uh, get my aviation <laughs> news on, so I don't have to track everything down like I used to. So uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. I dig the swag too. So I'll have to, uh, I have to go online and order some stuff from you. Well, we'll, we'll be sending you <laughs> yeah. some swag of your choice. Yeah. Uh, we'll for, hook you up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> nice. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jeff, um, you know, we could talk all day with you, obviously. And, um, and I don't know how much time you've got at this point, but let's go ahead and kind of just dive in. Give us an idea of how this whole aviation journey started for you. Um, I was typical, I was a typical kid, uh, 70s in the old school swing sets. Uh, you know, the, the old ones you can't have anymore that I fully intend if I ever get grandkids to install in my backyard, chains <laughs> right. and metal that'll burn you and rubber straps, you know, yeah. I was coming out of those things like that because I wanted to be a blue angel, there right? You go. Who oh, didn't yeah. want to be a blue angel then and now? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I was, I, I just was, I was enamored. Um, unfortunately, um I was enamored, but I wasn't good enough. I, I wasn't good enough at math or geometry. If they had told me you could shoot missiles at somebody, maybe I'd have paid attention to geometry, but <laughs> I, I didn't. And um, man, long story short, I, I've had this lifelong love of aviation, but I didn't get a chance to, to fulfill my dream to be a fighter pilot by serving in the military. But through a really odd confluence of events over the last 20 years, I've gotten to fulfill my dream and many, many more of being a fighter pilot by telling their stories and telling the stories of young men and women in the dirt and rat holes in Afghanistan and Iraq and all over the planet. So, uh, but the aviation side of it to me, as it is to you guys, uh, is, uh, I'm still, uh, at 55, just completely, uh, enamored. I stayed up last night, as a matter of fact, an hour and a half later than I should have watching the blue angels video. I'd never seen. So, oh, nice. You know, it, the, the love of the love of aviation and in particular our military aviators, uh, never ceases to never ceases to fascinate. That's wow. great. So you've 
you've had many, many opportunities to to go up in the jet. Uh, in fact, not the jet, many, many jets. What? Um, how did your first experience come about? And uh, tell us about that a little bit. Uh, first time I flew, uh, so again, going from a kid at dreaming as a child and then realizing that even though I had a chance to go to all of the academies to play sports and to play, uh-huh. play football, uh, I didn't. And and my dad actually sat me down and he said, son, I, you're not ready for that. And he was right. You know, I was I was a little angry at him for a few years until I figured out <laughs> the quality and character and smarts of the young men and women that go to our military academies. And I'm like, man, I had no business being there. There's no way uh, I would have survived that. But somehow, and I can't tell you exactly how it works, but somehow I never lost a dream. I always believed somehow, someday I was going to get to fly in a tactical jet. And it was stupid. I mean, there's, you just, they don't fly civilians. You, it's, just, it, it's just this total pipe dream. And, uh, and at, at 35 years old, I'm sitting in the back of the Hornet, uh, short, just at, at the hold short. And I keep waiting for the Humvee to pull up with security forces and, and come and drag me out by the helmet and put a, you know, a, a, an M4 in my back and, and march me off. And I'm like, they're not coming to get me. And, when the wow. guy that was flying the airplane, who was a Marine, his call sign was Giant. He was like 5'3". <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Giant says, hey, you're going to hear me talking to, you're going to hear me talking to myself. Uh, he said, so what's going to happen is, um, <laughs> and again, I'm sitting on back, I'm sitting in the back seat on top of two motors. And I'll tell you, that's kind of special. Yeah. Uh, oh, can only you know imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of quivering. This is a, a G rated show, but no. it's pretty special back there. So um, I'm quivering in more ways than one in the backseat. The giant says, okay, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push up the motors to, to mill power. I'm going to be checking the gauges. You're going to hear me talking. Uh, if, if, if I like the gauges, then, then I'm going uh, to light the cans. And, uh, and he said, when I light the cans, we're going flying. Uh, no matter what happens, when I light the cans, we are flying. Uh, and so, man, he, he pushed us into mill power. And I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. And then he, then he lit the cans. And, you know, I, I did the classic thing all the way back and, and basically screamed all the way to 20,000 feet oh, hell uh, yeah. on, on, a, on a cold mic. Um, I mean, just it was everything that I ever dreamed it, it would be and more. Um, that's how it started. Wow. It ended something like this. <laughs> it's coming to me. <laughs> um, did two back-to-back hops in the Hornet. Uh-huh. Uh, they, I filled up two bags of puke after doing seven Hornet high pops oh on the my, first one. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Explain yeah, what the high pop is. So, uh, uh, and again, I can't give you the full fighter pilot version because I might have had a cock since then but um, (laughs) 500 feet 500 knots going into the target you're going to drop iron bombs these were practice bombs a little little blue ones Mm -hmm. um 500 feet 500 knots pitch up uh i want to say to i don't know 30 degrees maybe um wow up to about eight thousand. chop the power flip over dump the nose uh flip back over again and now you're looking down on the target go down and drop it. I want to say 3000 pickle off and then wow. start doing uh, Sam evade. Wow. So civilian for the first time in a tactical jet at, at 35 years of age, uh, <laughs> was not ready for that. I made it through <laughs> seven of them before I said, 
Hey, giant, I'm going to need straight and level for a second. And, and he had warned me. He said, dude, I'm just telling you, it's going to be rough back there. Yeah. I, was, I, had a, I had a heavy, you know, I had a Nikon mm -hmm. camera. Um, and he just said, you're going you're gonna to be you're gonna be a mess back there. It's okay. He said, if you need anything, you tell me. If I need to, if I need to give you some, some time, you tell me. And, and he had told me, hey, when you're getting dizzy and, and all that, look at the moving map. Mm -hmm. So center point on the moving mat, get your head out out of the mm -hmm. uh, out of the sky and down and nah, nothing worked. <laughs> seven seven pops later, I said, "Hey, John, I want to straight and level." <laughs> Dude, I, I, I threw up. I threw up stuff I ate in the fourth grade. I mean, old gum. Yeah. It was just brutal back Imagine there. So it cleaned you out. Yeah, so I wipe my face off and I get my mask back on. And and I managed to keep it in two bags, oh. which is my 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 first and temporary call sign was two bags. <laughs> and I got it down into my G suit, and oh. uh, and I said, okay, okay, I'm good. And he goes, all right. We go back in, drop the last bomb, go to Savannah, get gas. I come out of the jet. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, went in, had a bottle of water, and um, got back in the jet, did it all over again. So oh. Oh. I got probably a we were probably a three three that day, hot, uh, hundred degrees in the summer in South Carolina. Oh, so, yeah. man! Off an Iron Maiden, oh, spectacular, yeah. amazing experience. And of course, I, I felt like I felt like I'd gone ten rounds with Mike Tyson. It's freaking brutal, just brutal. <laughs> wow. So how soon were you ready to go up and do it again? <laughs> When I found my balance, <laughs> eight beers later, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I ended up that night going to a uh, change of command. And I it literally, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that. I'm not, uh, I, don't, I don't think mm -hmm. I'm Irish, but I don't think I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> but, but that night, eight beers, it took me to get level, it's... get straight and level again. My head, my inner ear, my guts, everything else. After eight, I could stand straight without weaving or wobbling or doing the weeble thing. Oh, um, wow. And I wanted to go do it all over again. So it ended up that uh, Otter, Otter Jarmulowitz um, was the was a mad commander. He was with a big red mustache, red central casting fighter pilot. <laughs> and he's got a cocktail. He's got a cigar. He goes, I heard you survived today. He says, you got to go to the boat. And he made a drug deal right on the spot. He called <laughs> over the two-seat squadron, 332 squadron CO, and he called over VMA-251, the Thunderbolts, skipper over, and he goes, hack each other a jet. You got to get him to the boat. <laughs> so months and months and months later, I find myself as a sack of potatoes in the back of the Hornet uh, oh, going after passing Navy water survival and uh -huh. went through all that and had to learn to swim before I went. Oh, and wow. You up. didn't know how to oh, swim before. Yeah. It's awful. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, it's hey, the worst thing ever. You did I, it, I, a, a friend of mine that served in the unit you've heard of in the Navy that does swimming for a living mm -hmm. said I look like the only human being he's ever met that swims backward and forward at the same time. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I survived uh, I survived uh, Navy Navy water stroll. So I've actually got an upshit for so I can find any jet proper helo in the Navy or Marine Corps. So, oh, wow. Um, now I've got to I've got to update it if I'm if I'm going to go back to sea, hmm. um, but uh, yeah. So well, one hell of yeah. a motivation to learn how to swim. <laughs> yeah, it was because I was a kid they pushed in the pool. Yeah, and hated yeah, it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I and, was that kid I too. Yeah. 
I learned, man, um, and and what a blessing it's been because in, you know got to got to tell the stories of of a lot of spectacular Americans since that time. So I've I've gotten I feel like I've gotten far more than I've given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know the, the the cool thing about what you do and um, um, everything that you put together, it, you know, showing the or telling the stories and showing the stories in video or photos of all of our uh, American, you know, men and women in the military and how important their role is in all of our lives, protecting us, um, keeping us safe, giving our freedoms. And by you having that unique perspective where you can just focus on bringing that story to everybody and and you're not so you know laser focused on flying the jet or you know one specific particular task you can just absorb it all and just tell the story yeah and that that's been my approach you know you, you learn how to do this stuff after a while mm-hmm. and you know you want to comport well you know you want to be that guy that gets invited back mm-hmm. or invited to to do something for the first time mm-hmm. um like oh, the yeah. like the stealth bomber flight Mm-hmm. You know, and so it, it, it is about them. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some good deals along the way that, that I treasure, you know, I'm, I'm in my office. You guys can just see behind me. It's I've got my, my friends who abuse me unmercifully call it the museum to me. Um, <laughs> Cause there's stuff, you know, there's stuff everywhere from 20 years of embedding it all, all over the world in the military. And yeah, you know, uh, a, a fire a gift for the B-52 guys uh, that was a dude in the squadron who they got rid of. So they didn't have a mug for me. So they gave me his mug. I'm, I won't show you his call sign so he doesn't get ratted out here. But, um, you know, uh, flying the Viper in San Antonio, this stuff just is at my desk, right? Oh, it, that's and, cool. But artifacts. Um, okay, you guys know what that is, right? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a telehook. Uh, it's a hook point. Yeah, yeah hook, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a yep. hook point from an F-18. This one's cleaned up. It's been it's been really clean. I've got one that's nasty that came right off the jet that was gifted to me. Oh, that's so that's, so awesome. that's what I mean. These are just some of the things that are a byproduct of it. But getting mm-hmm. to tell the stories uh, uh, of these people are, is is the whole thing because they are amazing. They are oh, truly truly amazing. That is awesome, boy. I'd I'd pay the admission to go into the museum of me. That yeah, looks pretty badass. It. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty fun. It's basically what it is. In full disclosure, is my wife going, "Hey, get your junk out of the house. Right? Get your junk out of the house. I'm tired yeah. of seeing all your junk." You know, I have no bigger supporter, but yeah. she she's not a dude. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't yeah, quite understand the Avgate Get all collection. that stuff and yeah, get all that stuff in there and, and, and get it out of our house. So, um, <laughs> right. It's it's been a great life. Mm-hmm. It truly has, and, and it's been an honor to get to to tell a lot of these stories. Whether it's the America's Marine Aviators film, or just did it, you know a whole bunch of stuff on the B two B fifty two communities. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love them. I God help me. I, I love them. I love telling their stories and I love being around them. So well, yeah, go, no, go, go ahead, ahead, Ryan. Go I ahead. was going to ask about the B two if if now is a good time. Um, yeah. So uh, speaking of you know what you do and the stories you tell, um, you know it's kind of funny. I sit here and I, I listen to your stories and we're talking to you and what you've done and even when I read your bio, and you seem like a celebrity me- to me because <laughs> I'm like all the stuff you've been able to do. I'm just like wow. I'm dumbfounded and. Um, so I appreciate what you do from 
my aspect, I'm just the youngest of the three brothers who's kind of along for the ride. I I point to every airplane in the sky, identify it, I know my yeah. stuff. Aaron's a photographer. I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I still do it. So, yeah. Good, good. You know, Aaron's a photographer, a lot more artistic. Tony served in the military, all that. And I worked around, you know, in aviation for 16 years. Um, but the point I'm trying to get across is I'm grateful for what you do and thank you. Um, it it makes, you know, what I do feel all that much more better. Like the knowledge I can get from you and the experiences. Um, I love it. So now that I got that out of the way. Thank you. Um, I, I, and I, thank you for that. I mean, sincerely. And I'll just tell you that, um, man, if you dudes were in my office right now or we lived in the same town, we'd be hanging out together. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm a normal, I'm a, just, I'm a normal stiff, man. I, I truly am. I'm not, um, not uh, anything other than humbled at the opportunities that I get. Um, right. They're no fun if you don't share them. Number one, yeah. number two, right. I'm not the object of them. I, I'm, I'm in some ways the beneficiary of the experience, mm -hmm. but it's for the purpose of, of being able to tell the stories. You know, I, I, I don't ever want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. and, and we all know who they are, mm -hmm. who's slightly prickish, because yeah. <laughs> they get to do cool things yeah. and they're not approachable and they're not relatable. Oh, and, yeah. and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, this is one little story as a byproduct. Um, and a lot of my years of writing, I've gotten to also drive a lot of spectacular cars, supercars, and they too are no fun if you don't share them. And yeah. I had a chance to drive the Bugatti Veyron. Uh, and, and the guy's like, what do you want to do? Well, everybody wants to go out and go, you know, 270 miles an hour, which you can't do. Um, and I said, you know what I would really, really, really love to do? Uh, I said, if you're okay with it, I would love to take this car to my kid's school. And so <laughs> nice. what I did is, uh, is I made a deal with my son that if everything worked out, car didn't break to keep his phone with him, which wasn't legal in his school. <laughs> I said, get permission from your instructors. He was in the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, get permission. And, and if it happens, I'm going to pull up in front of the school. So I pull up in front of the school and I text him in the, in the bug myself and the factory pilot. And, uh, he, he, the factory pilot had the biggest smile on his face. He goes, I've never done this. He said, everybody that drives this car wants to go raging around. And he said, I so appreciate it. He said, I have kids too. I so appreciate that you want to do this. So we look up and, and there's like eight doors, uh, wide. And, and at one moment, it's like in the mummy. Remember when the bugs come out? The, <laughs> oh, yeah. The doors just fly open. And rah, they come out. It's like a pap rally. They're screaming and hollering. And we sat there for 30 minutes and cycled those kids in the car so they could take pictures. Oh, my gosh. Flying the, awesome. flying the B2 or flying the Viper like I did a couple months ago. It's the same thing, man. I want everybody to be able to experience it in full. Mm -hmm. um, I was just a fortunate dude that got to do it. Yeah, well, we definitely appreciate that. Yeah, um, we're we're honored. I mean, this, yeah, this is great real. being able to record with you and and yeah. hear these experiences firsthand. Amazing. So I've I've got to know, and I'm sure this is a story you probably tell often, but how did you come about getting that opportunity to fly in the B two? So um, I'll, I'll give you the condensed version because it's a lot longer and more painful than you would want to hear. <laughs> okay. right. One of the things that, that is interesting about this business is, um, reputation is everything. It's, mm -hmm. it's no different than, than the JSOC guys, special ops dudes, mm -hmm. um, your reputation and how you comport is everything. 
you, you just don't get a second chance if you screw the pooch. And so mm -hmm. um, I've tried very, very hard, not always succeeding because you're going to have personality conflicts from time to time with people and there's people that you just rub wrong or they just rub you wrong. Sure. Um, I had a flight surgeon one time who shall remain unnamed, um, who is of the other species, who was very angry that I was getting to fly a jet. Uh, and that uh, her husband, who was training to be a fighter pilot, didn't get more time in the jet. And I was getting to fly it, and she almost grounded me uh, really? over over something something that was a non-issue. Uh, and wow. uh, yeah, so you can run into some stuff from time to time, but that's by far the exception. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you're dealing with good people that are there to support you because I'm there to tell their stories. I'm I'm not yeah I'm right. not some. Yeah, jackass looking for you know golden hammers or something. Yeah, sure, um, I'm there to to try to bring to the world what they do. So in the case of the B2, uh, I started working on a project called Guardians, and Guardians it, it tells the story or will tell the story in a television series, an eight part television series, um, about our nuclear about our nuclear forces. It's as if everybody forgot we're still in that business after we won the Cold War, mm -hmm. but we're not. We're still very much engaged, and now after 20 years of playing whack a mole. Um, with terrorists and 30 years after the end of the Cold War, we've woken up to what's being called a, a new nation state uh, or, or great power competition. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think the Chinese are, are anywhere close to approaching being a great power yet, neither are the Russians, mm -hmm. but they're close enough. And given the nuclear weapons that they have, we can't afford not to do that mission. And so right. it's, a, it's a very difficult and esoteric subject. And that's why it fascinates me so much. Yeah. You, you can't, it's inconceivable that we have thousands of warheads uh, with the capacity to end the world many, many, many times over. And yet, you know, when they say peace is our profession, they mean it. These very same people are the people that will turn both keys yeah. and, mm -hmm. and let the missiles fly. So wow. it, 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 it gets into everything that I love about our nation and about our military. And that is, how do you find people to do that? Mm. I mean, who sits in a missile silo in yeah. fuzzy slippers and yeah. they do wear fuzzy slippers. <laughs> Who sits in a missile silo in fuzzy slippers and ends the world? Yeah. So I wanted to tell the story. Well, to do that, uh, I, I, I needed to fly all the weapons systems. And so uh, it, it started with an effort to, to, fly the, to fly the B-2 as a civilian and film aboard. No one uh, in history, civilian or military, has ever taken a, a camera aboard uh, mm. in flight. There were some shots. There's one or two unofficial shots floating around out there that were kind of taken from uh, in between the seats okay. uh, in the early days, like in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of black and white photographs that were taken when it was kind of steam gaugey, still still looking a lot like the B-52. Yeah. Today. yeah. Um, Which is crazy to think, like this stealth bomber having gauges like that. But we have yeah. to remember how long ago it was designed. Right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that was, again, it was so audacious. Um, but uh, I'm also a believer in the good Lord says you have not because you asked not. And so uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I asked and um, it, it took years and it took the right people being in the right place at the right time to mm -hmm. be able to influence it. And, and the other thing I think that came out of that's way more important than me getting to do it is I was able to do something of value to them. And that is, you know, they take pilots from all over the community, right? They'll take pilots from, a uh, guy flew with Wolf Anderson. He was a C-17 guy. Mm -hmm. um, they take students that are graduating from UPT now. They even get one or two that are coming straight out of, out of pilot school now. Oh, so wow. kid, children, Jeez. you know, babies. They, they're barely shaved yet. <laughs> and uh, and they're, they're like the old days in World War II. You know, you got these youngsters coming out. 
and uh, male and female to fly the jet. So what I was able to do that day in the airplane was film a, a, a tanking evolution. They did not have a video or photographs oh. or anything to tell these up and, up and coming. They've never had one. Oh. I was the 691st person to fly the jet. And before that, they didn't have anything other to do than put them in a simulator, which is not a very good representation of, of tanking. Mm -hmm. Right. That's all they had. So I was able to shoot one of those and they're using it as a training aid now. Oh, that's I'm, great. I'm, wow. I'm proud of that because I, I wanted to do something useful and not just go hey, yeah. the chuckle head. <laughs> so um, that's how that started. Then I then I flew a B-52 full up nuclear training mission with those dudes. They simulated the release of 20 uh, Alcums. Uh, let me tell you something, boys. You would talk about sobering. Seeing the dude hit the launch button, it says nuclear, hit the launch button 20 times and getting out on film. That was like, you know, hair standing up. And, oh. it, and it happens It happens today. This was an accident, I, I promise you. I was in a hurry this morning. I grabbed a t-shirt, throw on some shorts because I work for myself. I can be a slob. <laughs> but I happened to put this on this morning. It's not showing you my breasts. That's, that's actually the... Is it cold uh, where you're at? The devil's the devil's own. Oh, oh. Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, that's awesome. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then I uh, went up and flew with the KC-135 guys. And so the hope mm -hmm. is that we've got about half that series in the can. Mm -hmm. The hope is that we'll get that sold off to probably one of the streamers. They all are needing content now. <laughs> because yeah. everybody, everything out there is being streamed during COVID. So yeah, that's how the genesis of that B B2 thing started. Really started in 2014 mm -hmm. oh, wow. and, and so it took almost five years wow that's just amazing i mean i've seen the b2 fly i think twice i mean yeah, so to handful. think in my 40 years of existence i've only seen that aircraft fly twice and here we're talking to uh, someone that's actually <laughs> flown on it so super yeah. jealous yeah. but it's super awesome that it's you <laughs> and that you're the one that can tell the story because it makes it yeah, well, and, us, and so. I'll share. If you'd like me to, I'll tell you a couple of things about it that were yes, absolutely, kind of, oh, for kind sure, of mind bending. Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, otherworldly things to me. The the first one is sounds like I'm being funny, and I'm not. It, it, this is really, really true. So think about when it was designed. When Star Wars, you know, was a big mm -hmm. deal. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. When you're sitting, I was in the right seat, and the pilot was was obviously he's a single. In essence, he's a single seat guy. Because mm -hmm. they've flown people that don't. I know enough to be dangerous, of course, in the right seat. But he he's, in essence, operating the entire aircraft by himself. Mm -hmm. And he was so busy coordinating with the other B-2s we were flying with and with the tanker and with the T-38s that were flying photo chase for us that he was going between two radios. And, and I looked over at him and I said, Wolf. And, and he goes, yeah, man. I said, you want me to just take the airplane? And he goes, oh, holy cow. Yeah. Okay. You're jet. And, <laughs> and so... <laughs> yeah, so I ended up, you know, I ended up flying the airplane a lot, and oh, wow. it, it was yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't just getting to be a sack of potatoes, you know, hold a course and keep an altitude and keep speed. And yeah. the thing about the B two, one of the many gazillion cool things about it is that it has, uh, it has autopilot, but not auto throttles. Mm, You've okay. got to fly the throttles. Mm -hmm. So for those dudes, and I, I later went back and flew a twenty four hour mission oh. uh, in the right seat in the simulator. Oh, they make all their weapons school graduates do that, and and they allowed me to come and do it. So wow. I flew a full up twenty four hours in there, didn't leave the cockpit, you know, did did just what they had to do. Went and went and bombed. Um, gosh, it's a great story. Um, <laughs> flew flew to flew to a fictitious country and and killed a bunch of bad guys. 
uh, <laughs> by dropping 80 bombs on them, 8,500 pounds. Oh, wow. um, hand to hand punch in every one of them uh, because we were we were presuming we were GPS denied. So I had to lat long mm. uh, those, those bombs in mm-hmm. by hand in, in batches. Um, wow. But when you're sitting inside and, and, and flying, so you look out and it looks just like you're looking out of Darth Vader's helmet. Oh, <sighs> wow. Nice. That's cool. You feel like <laughs> Vader, man. I'm not kidding you. And I, I'm not trying to reduce this to comedy. Sure. Yeah. No, no. I'm just telling you, man. We got you. You feel like Darth freaking Vader in that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, if there's any jet out there that looks like it would be Darth Vader's also. That'd be Vader's that jet. One, right? yeah. um, that, that's yeah. one thing uh, that, that's insane about it. The other one of the other things back to the to the trust issue is they did not tell me what to film, mm-hmm. um, but I've I've been around enough, and so right. once I got on the once I crawled up the ladder and I stood on the deck that's that's behind the seats, you you, you actually you know the ladder sideways right behind the gear mm-hmm. right behind the, the the nose gear, so that you walk to the jet you turn right behind the nose gear and there's the ladder so you go up the ladder, well. What I can tell you, because it's it's public knowledge, um, is that when you go up that ladder, there's a there's a room back there that's just all computers. It, it it's floor wow. to ceiling. It looks wow. like a server room. Wow. Literally looks like a server room because you've got I don't remember what the current number is, but some ridiculous number of of computers on the jet. Mm-hmm. And you turn left and you step through a, a little hatchway, and and you see both seats. You step over the console and grab a towel rack and then and then just put yourself down in your seat. And of course, you've got rails on the ejection seats. You know that are that are going up to the ceiling behind mm-hmm. you. They're quite long. Uh, on the twenty-four hour mission, um, you used them to stretch. You know, got out to to have a bite to eat and just used them to do some just do some stretch. I'm six four two twenty, uh, so quite quite a manly six four. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, see, you just for a while you get stove up sitting in the seat because you're you know you're sitting on a ejection seat. But um, the interesting thing was they didn't tell me what to shoot, but. What I can tell you is I didn't want to be that guy mm-hmm. that made their security people and the pilots themselves have to hack up that film. Yeah. Right. yeah. So there's a lot of stuff I looked at and I've seen a lot of, and I'm not, I'm not being bragging anyway. Just, you just learn after I've seen a lot of secret stuff in my career. Yeah. A lot of stuff I probably wasn't supposed to see <laughs> uh, and, and have shot some stuff. I, I, I inadvertently shot and didn't know, but, but I submit what I do because I, I never want to be that guy. And mm-hmm. believe me, I, I I have no love for the Russians or the Chinese at all. It'd be the last guy that wanted to show them anything that they're not supposed to see. Sure, right. So I'm very careful. The good news for me was three months later, I got 100% of the footage back that I shot. Wow, and, that's awesome. Uh, and I considered that to be the highest compliment that I could get. And in fact, one of the guys came back to me and said, I want you to know how much of the sta- everybody appreciated that because you were extremely careful in where mm-hmm. you focused and what you focused on and, and where you didn't go. Mm-hmm. You, the, the places in the jet, if we told you not to go, you didn't go anyway. Mm-hmm. And you've stayed focused on on things that you knew we could clear. So that those are those are gifts. Those that's not that's not a thing that anybody will mean anything else to anybody but me. Yeah, is to right. to know that you went, you were professional. The people that trusted you could rely on you. And I called the guy that one of the guys that was very influential in getting me in the airplane. I said, hey, I, I kept my word. I didn't screw the pooch, and I just want to let you know. I called him when I landed. Um, this is crazy because we never get to do this stuff on video. You you want to see some stuff? Hell yeah, yeah. of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just happened to realize this because I'm going through stuff. In my, I'm cleaning up my office, right? Um, so I'm going to show you a couple of things. Okay. Since I can. This is the craziest thing ever. I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, 
So this is what you hear about that everybody that gets to fly the airplane gets. Okay. Um, wow. Um, is that, can you see that clearly? Yeah, it, there's a little bit of reflection, oh, but we, we can go. see it. Yeah, oh, October, wow. 16 October, 2018, Spirit of Kitty Hawk. Dang, that's that, cool. That, wow. Yeah, 691, notice it's yeah. a bird. Yeah. 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 yeah, was, yeah it's, at first I thought the, it was the B2. <laughs> I know, it's that's cool. So 691, and that, oh. in fact, the guys I talked to up there, if you fly it, they just refer to you by your number. They call you uh, 691. So I was 691. Damn. So that was they gifted that to me when we landed. Oh, we was about, about four hours. But here's what I want you to see. Um, security stuff, all kinds of um, stuff from the flight, mm-hmm. from the brief. Um, but this this is, gosh, I can't believe it's the coolest thing ever. Okay. <laughs> this is this is going to kill the bad guys. Wow. All right. Awesome. So going to kill the bad guys. Uh, is a brief. So we talk about what the airplane holds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We talk about what we're going to do. And I'm just going to flip through a couple things and make you laugh because we f- were flying to kill the leader of the resistance in this fictional country. Hmm. And there he is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The Yukon Revolutionary Front or Yurf. Yurf. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's Yurf. That we went to kill, and I got to kill him. So listen to this. Listen to this. Um, they were seeking the independence of Alaska in the Yukon Territory. Um, recent activities, including attacks on Alaskan and Canadian pipelines, uh, hijackings, current intelligence, and then uh, Prospect, who we were killing. Mm-hmm. Yukon Cornelius, Chief Operations Officer of YURF, Notorious Sweet Tooth. Responsible for several high-profile attacks to include the Anchorage Harbor incident, joined Yurf in 2008 after Mounties traded his illegal peppermint mine. <laughs> I thought that was Cornelius yeah. from oh, uh, yeah. the old Rudolph. Yeah, the, the Rudolph. <laughs> oh my gosh! That mission is over, incredible. Mission overview. So we flew 24 hours, 12 out to go kill him, and 12 home, mm. and uh, tanked. Uh, two or three times. Mm-hmm. Two or three. Um, oh, I was gonna ask that. How many? I got to do times that. You had to refuel. Yeah. Oh, you even got to do that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we also came down through the clag. I mean, we had you know all the everything that we needed to fly the jet mm-hmm. as if it was, as if it was a full up mission. Um, also, wow. uh, last last thing. Hold on one second because I got to step out of my chair. Last <laughs> no problem. Go for it. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so funny, Yukon Cornelius. Ooh, we get the brown bag. So, I flew these on board. Oh, oh my. Wow. That uh, is so cool. Those are all B2 coins and flags that I flew. Wow. So that um, I, I, what I, my intent is there's a couple of people I need to thank with them. Mm-hmm. But my intent is to get them all mounted one of these days and uh, give them to charity. Let people raise money for charity. Ah, that's amazing. Them. So anyway, um, wow. side note of, of us getting to be together on actual videos. That was that was it. That's cool. Operation Yukon. 
to go oh. kill Yukon Cornelius. That's awesome, so, man. Crazy, man. That's so crazy, great. crazy. And everybody says the Air Force doesn't have a sense of humor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so much for that. That just absolutely cements that they do. That, yeah, that That's yeah. so cool how they can, you know, I- integrate that into something so serious and so, you know, yeah. training scenario. It was a long, like it was a long, a long day. Uh, you know, I got, again, I got to fly the airplane a lot. Mm-hmm. Last thing on the B-2 that I think you guys would get a charge out of mm-hmm. uh, is that the day we flew the mission the day before uh, in the sim mm-hmm. before we did the actual flight. Mm-hmm. And so Wolf and I got in and um, I, I unfortunately earned a call sign many, many years ago when I was flying with the Marines making American Marine Aviators and it's PETA, P-I-T-T-A. Um, so two bags didn't stick for long? Ass. <laughs> I'll say that one more well, time. I, was, I stepped I was over two you. bags, and then I was PETA uh, permanently. I've been PETA for twenty years. A pain in the T-ball sass because <laughs> we tortured those guys <laughs> making the film. We we had a junk in the ready room. Our cameras. It was a nightmare for them. And so I've been PETA for twenty years. So everybody that I, everybody knows me as PETA. I, like yeah. like most fighter pilots I know, I don't even know their names. Mm-hmm. You, it's yeah. just whatever, right? So, um, Wolf um, Wolf Anderson was was in the left seat, just in the right seat. He goes, "Hey, PETA, why don't you land the airplane?" And uh, I said, okay. He goes, I'll, I'll make some calls for you uh, and, uh, and dirty us up, but you need to, once you land the airplane. So we, he warned me, he said, look, when you, when you get the mains down, you got to get the nose over. He said, this thing is, it's just a flies on a giant cushion of air. Right. And so ground mm-hmm. effect, it'll stay in ground effect down the whole friggin' runway. Wow. If you don't get the nose down. And so we came, you know, over the threshold and I, I, I rolled out a little bit right of center line and evened up. And then it came down, got the mains down, and and wasn't moving, wasn't getting the, the nose down. He goes, "No, seriously, man, you you, gotta, you better get the nose down. You won't get stopped in time." So I got the nose down, got on the binders, and and turned off at the at the last taxiway. And uh, he looks over at me. He's got kind of the sheepish grin on his face, and he goes, "Well, that, that's good news." And I, I kind of looked at him. I was kind of puzzled, like a typical dude, you know, kind of puzzled. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Well." If I eat the fish tomorrow and it all goes bad, at least you can get us safe on deck. And, <laughs> oh, uh, shit. You know, and there's that moment from airplane. From yeah, the yeah airplane, perfect. You know, he's going to eat the fish. And, and it's in, in the jet. You guys know this already. It's it's one of two ways, man. You're you're yeah. either going to land the jet or you're yeah. going to ride the rails and make international news. Yeah. Um, on that same trip, I did meet uh, the pilot of the uh, the jet we lost in Guam, mm. uh, who ejected him, who, who punched him both out of the jet. Oh, it was wow. an honor to meet him. Wow. Spectacular feat of aviation to have survived that. Yeah. Uh, and made the decision when he made it. Uh, held the jet as long as he could. And then punched out at the instant that he had to yeah. when the jet was could, could no longer be saved. Very, very impressive dude. Yeah, um, that, that video that you can see. I mean, he had split second, like, no time yeah. to decide yeah it's crazy super that... super cool under pressure and yeah. uh, it was an honor as it was an honor to meet all of them yeah. uh, oh, sure. it was an honor to meet him not because he's the guy that ejected but because you go i want to know that my military pilots are that badass yeah and yeah you know he was well said so he's he's still in the community okay. still flying the jet in fact he's got a pretty senior job if he's not still there at this moment he had a pretty senior job uh, when I was up there with him. So yeah, the whole B2 thing was incredible. Um, I got to meet with the low observable guys, mm-hmm. um, the yellow guys, um, the yellow guys gave me a, 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 a coin. I'm trying to see if it's over there. Um, <laughs> you got a little bit of stuff to look through. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. But anyway, it says on it, it says on it, uh, uh, without LO, your ass will glow. 
that's all. <laughs> they're they're very serious about that. Yeah. Um, and I one more technical thing that I think you'll appreciate. Again, this is open source. I'm not not talking out of turn right. here. Mm -hmm. uh, two two G Max on the jet. Um, oh. Com common sense tells you that you don't need that airplane flexing. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you can roll it, you can roll out in it pretty aggressively, but don't do it past two Gs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you got coatings and and and, and edges and, and down there and surfaces and stuff that you do not want flexing. Mm -hmm. So okay. that makes sense. So, Two, two G Max in the jet. So interesting, um, amazing, amazing, amazing experience. And I, I, I had that moment of terror. You guys know the Alan Shepard prayer, right? Dear yep. Lord, yeah, please don't, please don't, don't let me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so the camera equipment that I used belonged to them. Okay. Um, and that was because it was from a generation, several generations old, where they trusted the chips. Uh, no Bluetooth, no no comms capacity, mm. um, and they gave me the bag. Uh, like straight out of the movies, they gave me the bag, and um, I, I went in the jet. When I came down out of the jet, they were standing there waiting. I handed the bag back over. Um, it was the honor system; they didn't search me or anything like that. But mm -hmm. you know, I made sure they had all the cards, and um, and and I, I I literally prayed for 24 hours that everything functioned. Because yeah. can you imagine getting the chance to do that and screwing <sighs> the pooch? Oh, right. I, dude, I was on. I literally was on pins and needles. 24 hours. Bad. And, yeah. and Wolf came to me the next day. He sent me a text. He goes, dude, the footage looks amazing and the stills are great. And I'm like, I just collapsed into a puddle. Um, <laughs> uh, happy to be alive. Yeah. Not, not screwing the pooch. Yeah. So, yes. so there was a little bit of a, there a little bit of terror associated with yeah, this. Sure. Yeah, sure. Or, or if, if their equipment fell, you could, well, we just got to do this again. So yeah. fire it up. Oh, I, 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 I walk back up there. That's awesome. To, to go get to do it again. Wow. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, you know, you don't want to be greedy. Yeah. Right. But I'd like to mount some cameras in there in a couple <laughs> of spots where they could be cleared and sure. Maybe, maybe, you know, the good Lord says you have not because you ask not stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm not shy about that. <laughs> so, um, so we have to ask you, uh, do you already have your B21 Raider flight scheduled? <laughs> Interesting, you say that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm currently I'm currently cooking up the drug deal to uh, to try to do that. That's funny. So the answer is not yet. Not yet. Okay. But All I'm right. working on it. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's I've talked to guys again, not speaking out of turn. Yeah. Uh, I've talked to guys who've seen it and, and I don't, let me, let me say this to you. I told you guys I'm a normal stiff. I don't have a security clearance. Yeah. I don't want a security clearance. Mm -hmm. it, it, there is no value in me having a security clearance. Zero. Right. I'm a civilian. I'm a storyteller. It, it, I've, I've been seen, I've been given secret briefs. I've seen secret briefs. I see a lot of secret stuff. Generally mm -hmm. people will say to me, Hey, this is for your understanding. So you can tell the story better. So I'll see stuff mm -hmm. and they'll describe stuff or show me a brief and go, okay, now, now it's okay that you saw it with permission, but you're don't, you're done. All right. Yeah. Don't, don't talk about this. Here's what you can and should talk about so that you're not steering the conversation to stuff over here that you can't talk about. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's my point. I, I wouldn't want to, I would never want to betray our country's confidences in, in any right. way. But um, so I've talked to guys that have seen it and have been on the flight deck and um, they get dreamy eyed. They wow. look like I looked the first time I looked at my wife. They get googly. Yeah. Um, 
it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be, uh, again, public, a lot of publicly known stuff. One of the cool things is it's going to have a, a, a option, you know, to, to fly uh, pilots, right? So it'll be remote operated also. Wow. Um, and it sounds like if the intel that, that I'm seeing and hearing is right, it sounds like it's going to be the first iteration of what the B-2 was. Because mm. as you guys know in the history of B-2, they went back and added the serrated edges for low-level penetration. Right. It was never mm-hmm. initially designed that way. So it sounds like they're going back to the first iteration, which is slightly smaller mm-hmm. with a slightly uh, smaller payload mm-hmm. and a little bit of a cleaner wing form mm-hmm. and obviously new materials. Yeah. So wow. uh, yeah, super excited. Um to see the jet uh, come on, I just hope we have the we have the courage and the smarts to buy it in the numbers that yes. we need it because yes. it, we're our bomber fleet is 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 just a huge struggle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, huge it, to to get X number of bombers, classified number of bombers that we can send to war at any given moment is shockingly small. Yeah, and uh, we need we need more airframes. Bottom line, we've got well, and with with so many B ones, you know, prepping to retire by the end of next year because of how how you know how hard they've used them, you know, in the what what did you say, uh, whack a mole or something? Yes, war on terror campaign. You know, (laughs) twenty years of of whack a mole with terrorists. Yeah, right. We've used a bone, you know, a lot because it's it's fantastic as in doing close air support. Yeah. you know, but the airplanes, the airplanes are exhausted and, and you yeah. can tell, um, yeah. and they've gotten a bunch of upgrades over the years. So it's not as if that they're incapable, but at some point, yeah. as it was with the SR-71, you have to trade off capability by operating costs. Of course, we had all the money in the world to keep the SR-71 operating. Yeah. Um, NASA, I think, flew them for another 10 years or so after they were officially retired mm-hmm. from the Air Force. But uh, we need the airframes, man. Um, if, yeah. any, if it's anything that our pilots are screaming for, it's airframes and more hours to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that was always the thing that frustrated me with the decision to cut the F twenty two line so early. Is oh I man, mean, it you know we definitely needed more. Boys, dumber than a bag of hammers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We should have never done that. Um, I had the opportunity to fight uh, against Raptors and be Raptor bait uh, mm-hmm. several months ago. <laughs> um, I was up uh, with the eighteenth aggressors up at Alston, uh, flying the Viper, and got to go. F- get a 1.5 full up fight um, up there in, in 15 below weather. It's a 55 <laughs> year old dude getting get my, get my fighter pilot on. Um, <clears throat> like a five year old in the backseat, <laughs> yeah. um, cheering, get him, get him. You know, just just loaded for bear. Um, and then the Raptors, Raptor story for you. Um, pilot who's on an airplane, uh, it's called Sans Casa, C-A-S-A, uh, academy grad, just as they all are, just extremely impressive mm-hmm. and uh he forgets i'm in the back seat and we're doing g warm and some other stuff and he goes oh dude i'm so sorry i didn't even tell you we were going to do that <laughs> and so you know, i'm kind of peeling myself <laughs> off my seat you know and uh and we ended up doing I think it was three setups i think against mm-hmm. the raptors mm-hmm. that had flown up from uh from jaber um so we kind of met in a range in, in the middle and you, you never see them yeah you, just, you never yeah. see the raptors and so i want to say we were at 24 or 25 thousand and um, and Cossack, uh not Cossack, was it Cossack? Who said it? Um, no, it wasn't Cossack. It'll come to me in a minute. But he goes, oh, wow, that's cool. And he goes, you see the Raptors? And I looked, I literally looked up, straight up through the canopy, and I saw two fish hooks. So they were up at some classified, yeah. you know, yeah. altitude. 
call it 50 grand you know way 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 up there and they but they had gone uh, it just that briefly it made contrails and we saw them fish hook back two uh, two ship fish hook back and then they shot us again and again and and again again. and And you never saw them except for that (laughs) yeah and then we did a um uh and then we did another setup uh with one of one of the vipers and, and got to fight so 55 year old dude getting getting to do that uh I, wow I, I got out of the jet uh sweaty sweaty stoked to the bone ball sweat mess <laughs> um and and the pilot that flew the airplane uh looked over at me we were both shivering when we came out of the hangar trying to get back <clears throat> to the ready room and he goes dude i got i got mad respect for you peter hour and a half back there full up fight and he goes i hope i can do it when i'm your age i, I doubt it because my back and neck will be destroyed but um, he goes, uh, good on you, man, for, for wow. staying full up in the fight. And I'm like, no, man, it was, it was my, my honor to get to do it. So, wow. Um, wow. but the Raptors, we should have never stopped building Raptors. Yeah. Um, they're still just an absolute act of insanity. Mm-hmm. That's a, <laughs> that's actually probably the best way I've ever heard it put. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Seriously. Can't see him. Can't yeah. see him. Can't shoot him. You just show up to the fight, you take off and they're like, you're dead. Yeah, you, you can hear them laughing at you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're they're not shy. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're not shy at all. But it, it's it's funny. It's funny because obviously the aggressor guys have got some stuff hanging off the jets mm-hmm. to help, and um, mm-hmm. and so they, and you got some old guys. You got some old aggressors too, and uh, they've been doing it for a year. They they are cagey and crafty in every meaningful way. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they do everything they possibly can to make it hard on them. But they, the F-22 is a, just an amazing, amazing airplane. No two-seaters, though. Yeah, yeah I know, that's, unfortunately. Well, that's, same thing with the F-35. Yeah. I know. Yep. I know. Yep. Nobody more disappointed than me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure. I hear you. Uh, uh, but we gotta, I got to find another way to tell their stories instead. So yeah. yeah. I'm going yeah. to figure that out. Definitely. Well, Jeff, I know you're you're kind of limited on time today, and we really appreciate you taking time uh, to tell us a few stories. So, are you are you up for getting together again for round two of this? Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to reset, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm so happy to get to do this because this, you know, we're all so busy and in a yeah. in a non-COVID world, it's hard to slow down. And and yeah. I, and yeah. I, because I love to share these stories with people, they're no fun if you don't get to share them. Yeah. And um, and so I'm just really happy, and, and I told you I'm a fan uh, of you guys anyway. And so to get to do this for me is awesome. And it sounds like we're all kind of COVID hosed for another I don't know couple weeks, month anyway. Yes, yeah. My deals are, you know, I got to not run out of money. I'm an independent yeah. producer. Yeah. And and so I've I've got a you know we've just tamped our expenses down, and yeah, we don't live extravagantly as it is. I mean, I've got a 10 year old car and a 20 year old car. We don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not a you know not a scarf rent, you know, fighter pilot. Yeah. I'm a family dude, um, yeah. two married kids. Yeah. So we're really just, uh, I'm just pushing through on my projects, but I, I yeah. having the time to do this is great because this is, it's just great, great fun for me. And you guys are uh, a lot of fun and very gracious. So I'm happy to do it. If you want to reset for some time next week um, or whatever works for you, man, just hit me. I, I, I've got, 
Okay. And a million more stories that I could tell you. Oh, sure. yeah. And we, we want to hear, hear them. them. And, <laughs> and we want to hear about that that really cool documentary film you did with the Marines, too. So we'll yes. have to cover yeah, that. Yeah, I would love to tell you about that. that uh, life altering in so many ways. And for mm -hmm. a lot of people, and my preview for you for that one is that yeah. I had a crusty old Marine colonel uh, come to me that watched that film. Because it's not a it's not a blow em up film. It's mm -hmm. a very emotional film. It, mm -hmm. It's it's about families. Yes. And I wanted it to be about families. I wanted it to be about service and sacrifice mm -hmm. and 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 the part nobody sees. Yeah. And I had a crusty old marine that came to me. He was a fighter pilot. You know, twenty years. And and he he was holding the the film, a DVD of it. And he's like, you know, I, he was and he he you could see he had been had been moved to tears. And he's like, I just wanted to tell you. I could never tell my family what I did. I could never put into words what my life was or who I was. And I, mm -hmm. I wasn't a good communicator and I couldn't explain to my wife and children what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, now I can't. Yeah. And so to, to have been able to do that for people that go, this is my life. This is my service. This is my gift to my family. My country was an incredibly powerful experience. And that's the stuff that drives me. That's, that's great. Well, I, wow. I was moved several times uh, mm -hmm. during, you know, while I was watching yeah. uh, the, the video. And every time it got me when the reactions of the families, yeah. seeing their their fathers, yeah. their wives, their sons, daughters, husbands, whatever, seeing them, you know, uh, whether it's the, the infantry troops arriving on the helicopters or the actual aviators in their aircraft. Oh, yeah. or that scene. The ship. Oh, oh dude. my gosh. Yeah. I ball like a baby when yeah. I see that. I still it's, do. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting me I, right I ball now, like so. a baby when I see that. Yeah, that seeing that. And, and that's what these people are deserving of mm -hmm. our trust. Mm -hmm. They're deserving of our respect and they're yeah. deserving of the effort it takes to tell their stories because it's it, operating in the military as a civilian is, is, is not easy. And right, you just yeah. got to choose not to be killed. You got to choose to be Irish and, and keep fighting. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. So once yeah, again, the name absolutely. of that is uh, America's Marine Aviators. And that yeah, is on Prime. Uh, right on now Prime. through Amazon Prime. Yep. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go catch it. Um, and then uh, we'll get some updates on your other projects, obviously, when we talk next. But um, how how far away is your next project from us being able to see? And that's the... Um, uh, which one yeah, is that? That's like all of us right of now, world, of course. Right? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, it, it should be War on Top of the World. It may be Guardians, uh, a nuclear series we're doing, mm -hmm. but it, it's just it's just so hard to tell. There's a demand for the content, of course, because yeah. all the streamers are, are rolling through stuff. Right. Um, but I, I have to get back uh, flying again for, for no lack of a better description. And so yeah. um, I don't know. Like I said, the, the challenge right now, and I, and I say this: this is this is television. This is not people's lives. You know, there's a lot of people suffering out there right now, mm -hmm. and so I, I, I'm sensitive to that. And I and and that that human beings, our fellow Americans, and people around the world are suffering immensely right now. So I'm trying to be cautious and sensitive to how we re-engage. Right. Um, you know, the 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 five year old that once wanted then and now to be a fire pilot uh, wants to wants to jump in and go alpha male and get inverted, but we're just going to have to be more cautious somehow yeah. and, and yeah. get stuff done. I, I have, I have come up with a way to get guardians finished without traveling or leaving. 
Oh, okay. So that's oh, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping we, at a minimum we can get that done. But man, you guys just tell me when you get back when you get back together again. This okay. is gonna just huge fun. Great. You awesome. got it. So if someone wants to find out about your current and past projects, there's a great uh, video on there as well. Uh, want them to go to your website, Jeff Bolton. Yeah, Jeff Bolton. Um, okay. That we we do a lot of. I do a lot of different stuff. Um, that's not a product of me being some sort of a genius. It's actually a product of ADD. I, I, you know, I got 32 right. things that I do because that's what I need. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there. And also I will tell you, there's a lot, there's organizations on there, not for profits, military, not for profits in particular mm -hmm. that help families that I support. I always steer people to that, to that page because mm -hmm. people in my experience, they just want to help, but they don't quite know how, yeah. and it's hard to vet organizations somehow. So I've got some organizations on there that people can donate right. to that are not for profit that help military families that, that are vetted okay. and, and super solid. Perfect. All right. Well, Jeff, thanks you. Thank you once again for your time. Uh, fascinating talking to you and I cannot wait to get back together again and uh, hear some more of your amazing stories. Sounds good. We'll, we'll make it fighter pilot uh, style next time. I'll, I'll do it outside from home. The cocktail and cigar get really good. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. We appreciate well, it. All right, Jeff, have a wonderful time. Uh, I'm Tony Rumfollow. Yeah, I'm Aaron Rumfollow. I'm Ryan. We've never done this on video, so I don't know how the hell to say goodbye. Well, I, yeah, oh, I, I, I right? just I just need to chime in again okay. and, and, and just say, really, it was an honor for us, um, Jeff, really. I mean, to hear your stories and, and to hear your passion and, and to know why you do what you do, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it really is an honor and it's moving. And, and uh, you know, as an av geek my whole life, um, having this whole Ramp Check Global thing that we started really – opens up these opportunities and and this is exactly why we do it and yep. and we appreciate what you do and and how you honor our military so thank yeah, and, you and i told you guys it, it, we sound like the mutual admiration society but it is true I'm, I'm i've got if you could see my screen right now uh, <laughs> i can take you to the tab that stays open yeah. uh you know uh so i can get on and, and make sure that i haven't missed anything yeah. This makes oh, it easier awesome. for me because you guys do what you do. So, uh, so keep up the good work, and we'll uh, we'll talk again next week, and maybe tell some more stories about yeah. killing. You know who? Oh yes, sounds, good. sounds great. All right, Thank all you. right, Thank okay, you. fellas. Thanks, Thanks again, again, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Ram Check Podcast. <laughs> Peace great. out. All right.